Hi, welcome to episode 531 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I'd like to challenge each and every one of you to a rap battle. Today is Fantastic Four 531, dated November 2005. Many questions, some answered, by J. Michael Straczynski and Mike McCone. So the Fantastic Four have befriended this creepy alien guy who may be responsible for the cosmic rays that gave the Fantastic Four their powers. But their new friend has attracted bad company. A huge alien ship that is hunting down the alien. On his world, the big black star-covered alien was a scientist who was labeled a heretic for putting knowledge out there against the wishes of, shall we call them, the more conservative elements of his society. The Fantastic Four can't believe he was hunted across the universe for this. And Johnny asks, So are they going to fight everyone on every world who disagrees with them? Well, you know, religious fanatics, what are you going to do? Back at that big spaceship over Manhattan, a bunch of smaller ships are released out into the sky over the city. And Reed looks like he's about to fight. But that big black alien dude, who really needs a name... I don't feel comfortable calling him the big black alien. He's not an African-American. He's literally black and covered with stars. His plan isn't to fight, but to escape. And he teleports himself, along with the FF, to Maui. Ben seems happy to be in Maui, as I would be. But Reed wants to go back. He's worried about what kind of harm those aliens could do to the city. And it ain't like none of the other superheroes are going to help. An alien ship over the city? Clearly a Fantastic Four problem. The big black alien guy is worried that they will kill him if he goes back, and he explains that he knows the purpose of existence, but he doesn't know how existence came to be, and he wanted to discuss this with the Fantastic Four. Reed says he understands, but he adds, you have to take us back, or I won't help you. The alien says that if he teleports them back, it will use up all his strength and he won't be able to protect himself. Sue says that she will protect him. Why do I get the feeling that this alien will be dead by the end of this issue? Just a hunch. So the alien teleports the five of them back to New York City, and the alien ships are tearing the crap out of the Baxter Building. And Sue suddenly is worried about her kids, who live in the Baxter Building, the most dangerous place in America, and maybe the world. Reed tells Sue to take the entity down to the lab and tells Johnny to get the kids to safety. I think the Department of Child Welfare might have a similar suggestion after this alien invasion is over. Reed stretches out and slingshots the thing up and onto a nearby ship. Johnny flies inside, where the kids are waiting, along with a bunch of scared nanny applicants. I'm guessing they won't be applicants very much longer. Johnny sees some aliens and sweeps them up out of the building. And then we see Sue leading the black alien creature down to the lab, where they've got reinforced walls. I guess it's kind of like their panic room and she leaves them there to go rejoin the fighting. Now, the alien sees this panel that says, Danger! Negative Zone Access System Do Not Touch. Huh, let me guess. He's gonna touch it? Oh, the Department of Child Welfare is not going to like this. I think as a general rule, children should not live in a home that has access to the Negative Zone. 
bad idea. And back outside, Ben and Reed are busy trashing and destroying as many alien ships as they can. Ben expresses concern that they are severely outnumbered, but Reed gets a mental summons from the alien black creature telling him to come back to the lab, he has an idea. Ben tells Reed he has to go, and then Sue and Johnny show up to help with the fighting. What happened to Johnny getting the kids to safety? We didn't see that. Reed arrives in the lab, and the alien says he has an idea. He can go into the negative zone, where his people will never find him. Reed says that's a bad idea. There's all kinds of mysterious energies in the negative zone that could kill him. If I were Reed, I'd be like, Great idea, buddy. Get your ass inside. The alien says he'd rather risk death than to, than to fall into the hands of the uh, of his people or keep running forever. And back outside, Johnny and Sue think they've got the aliens on the run, but then they look and see more alien ships have arrived. What the hell is going on? These people are going through a lot of trouble to chase their heretic across the universe. He's not on their world anymore, stirring up trouble. So what do they care what he does on Earth? It doesn't make any sense. The motivation for this alien invasion is very, very weak. Ben jokes that he expects the Millennium Falcon to come zipping out of the sky and save them. But it doesn't come. By the way, where's that Star Wars Marvel crossover we should be getting? Since they're all part of the same company, shouldn't that have been announced by now? It'd be like a license to print free money. It would be terrible, but it would sell like hotcakes. Back in the lab, Reed is recalibrating the systems, and the black alien guy says he can wait. He's been waiting a long time already. Reed asks how long they've been after him, and he replies, Centuries. They've been chasing his starry ass for 300 years. They've been trying to get him for 300 years? Is he really a heretic, or just their Time Warner cable guy? He says he's been looking for someone like Reed for, an, for the entire time, and he's the first person to give him hope. And it also makes him feel despair. I think Ben Grimm feels the same way about Reed. Unrequited love is a cruel mistress. He says that Reed should spend less time looking up to the sky and more time looking into his heart. Is he saying that Reed needs a transesophageal echocardiogram? He says the sky matters not without a heart that can appreciate its beauty. He continues to pontificate for a minute or two until Reed interrupts him and tells him that the negative zone displacement vortex is ready. Get in. So before the alien gets in, Reed has one question for him. He says, I want to understand. I want to understand everything before it's too late. Back outside, Sue and the others are continuing to fight off the alien invaders and they are pounding the crap out of the Baxter building. There's a big explosion, and inside, the room around Reed and the alien starts to crash down around them. And there's a flash of light. And at first, Reed thinks he's dead. But he looks around and he sees that he's with his alien buddy in some other dimension. A place between here and there, between then and now, between holy crap and whatever. He feels like he's fallen between the cracks of time, like millions of years are passing by, or going backwards. And they keep going until they're in a black void of nothingness. Ah, the black void of nothingness. The one thing we can all look forward to after we die. The alien says that they're in the void that is all there was before the Big Bang. Wait a minute. 
It was like six issues or so where we had another Big Bang story. And there, before the Big Bang, was another universe where Galen, a.k.a. Galactus, existed. Not a black void. The alien creature starts to wonder how we all came into being from a void of nothingness. Reed ought to call this alien out for his bullshit and say, Oh, I know a guy who was alive before the Big Bang, so everything you're telling me right now is a load of crap. So they want to understand what lit the fire of creation. Was it their desire to understand that did this? Oh, come on. We didn't start the fire. I guess if it's always been burning since the world's been turning, where was the fire before the world was turning? There is but one way to be sure, the alien says, as his light goes off and the universe explodes around them. Let the universe itself become. And uh, blah, 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 to be continued. Ugh. With this weirdo cosmic stuff, the story just got a lot less interesting. But I'll be back in the next episode to tell you the meaning of life and why everything exists. What other podcast can promise you that? And that is the end of the issue to be continued next time. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Dave Elliott at podcastff. And you can download other episodes of iTunes to find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs>